I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate a healthy and thriving marriage. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, We are not necessarily going to be talking weddings. We're not going to have a guest on today. Today, Ashley and I are going to be talking about some things that we've been processing and some things that we've been really thinking about. Ashley's going to get into it a little bit, but how long were you kind of gone and traveling? I was gone for over two weeks. It's 15 days. And yeah, it was crazy. So that whole experience took me away from work and it took me away from social media and it took me away from Chris. It took me away from all the things. I was with my husband the whole time, so it didn't take me away from him, but it made me look at life way differently. But also you kind of had the same experience. Yeah, which is freaking crazy because I mean, again, like I think we texted a couple times during that process, but I also I'm not trying to I was telling Ashley, like I have a running list of things on my Mm -hmm. on my notes app that's like talk to Ashley about (laughs) this. And then so there's just things. But I wasn't going to bother her while she was on vacation. So we really didn't have very much communication. So it's pretty trippy when we were talking about this episode and what we're going to talk about. And it's like, listen, weddings, you're not really thinking about weddings right now because you've been gone. I have been doing weddings, but I also, my mind has just been elsewhere. And so really, it's crazy that both of us were processing and thinking through very, very, very similar things while you were away and even some close people in my life. And so um, what what can people expect from today's episode? Yeah, so quick ones. I I actually, I hope you guys really like these like little intros after the episode because we know what we're going to talk about and so you know what to expect. So we shoot the shit as usual and you can find timestamps in if you're, not, if you're new here, you can find timestamps in our show notes for all of these things so that you know. Yeah, we shoot where the shit for start. about 30 minutes today. Yeah, it was kind of long, but it was a good catch up. And again, this is like a more of a life update episode than anything. Um, but also, like, we talk a lot about time and how we don't have time for anything. And I think that this is a common thread for literally anybody listening like we all feel like there's not enough hours in the day or we complain that like if only I had x amount more time I could do that I could do this I could spend time with my family I could do whatever and Chris and I are dealing with that and because that's such a, a such a big theme in our lives right now like we go deep into it and I share on a new resource that I came across during my week and my breakdown and my like path to building a life that I actually want to live. And so we talk a lot about that. And then Chris talks a lot about like the hustle culture and like how we are all supposed to feel like we've got to grind to be great. And if we're not grinding, are we even working? Like, are we even American? You know, like that's right. Right. Totally. then there's this like also part of this resource, there's this law called Parkinson's law and we go into Parkinson's law and how much it affects your daily 
freaking life and how even just knowing it is like a freaking light bulb moment. And then finally, like talking about just work and like you don't have to work nine to five. Your life doesn't have to be the way that it is. Like I talk a lot in this episode about how on my 15 day trip, I realized I don't like my life. And that's been a kind of a game changer. It was de- devastating, but also at the same time, monumental. Monumental because you realized like, wait a minute, I don't like my life, but I can change this. Yeah. Like I can, I can flip the script and I can like my life. And so, uh, guys, we, we, I think we do get pretty real and vulnerable in this one. You know, I think we talk about some raw things. We talk about our lives and our marriages and, and just, you know, some things that our spouses have even been feeling that maybe they haven't been enjoying their lives, you know, because not because they don't enjoy us at all, but it's because of how we spend our time mm-hmm. and the things that we're doing. And so we get, we get real in this one. And, you know, that's really what we want to do every episode is we just want to be real with you guys. And so, um, I think that this is a topic that a lot of people will not talk about because it's kind of like this who really like if someone says I don't like my life that's kind of like a big old red flag oh yeah like people are like oh my god like are you are you okay okay?" like it and it's like it is a big deal but it's not like chill out it's not that big of a deal because it can be changed Mm -hmm. like it really can um as long as the person takes control so that's really what this episode is about um we're gonna be diving into that and so uh, we actually think it's going to be really valuable. It's a life update for us, but it's also valuable for you at whatever stage of life that you're in right now, whether you're wedding planning, you're uh, new to a new job, you are a, a married for 10 years, you know, like it's, it's um, applicable at any stage of life. Yep. So welcome to a peek inside of what goes on in our brains. <laughs> so we're going to let you guys go ahead and listen to this episode. Have a good one and enjoy it. It's been like, it seems like it's been forever since we've talked and been on the podcast. It has been forever. Like, it's like, I don't know how to function anymore. My plants, thankfully, are still alive since being gone for 15 days. Oh, God. I was nervous. Nervous. Your babies made it. Yeah. Well, we had, we had those string of three episodes with. Uh, Abigail on and mm-hmm. um, man those got lots of listens we can tell you guys we're really enjoying that so we I mean we got three episodes out of that one so we haven't recorded in a minute like I feel like I forgot how to podcast I know well it was worked out because it was right before I went out of town for like ever which I remember before talking to Abigail we were both like what are we gonna do like how are we gonna record this much for like in preparation for going out of town I and know. that it's just like the universe really does just like work out. It's wild. Well, and then you, so you were gone for what? It was like two weeks. Yeah. I left home for the first time on the 17th, went, drove to Texas by myself, which was very fun, by the way. Fredericksburg. Yeah, I saw your, wind, your windshield wiper flew off. <laughs> I oh saw that in your stories. God, literally that story got so much view, like so much views from people, which I feel like is such a weird thing because... I don't think I have, I haven't been storying, which we'll get into that, but I just posted that because I thought it was hilarious. And literally everybody that I like ran into, they're like, yo, I saw your story. And I'm like, no way. Like what? But yeah, my windshield wiper flew off while I was driving in the rain by myself at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah, it was dark. 
So do you know how to change a windshield wiper? Because it's it's simple concept. Sometimes it's hard to get off. Yeah, it, uh, well, it wasn't hard to get off because it, <laughs> it was off. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. You didn't have to take it off. Those things are a pain in the ass to take off. Well, like the, like, there's like a pull thing you got to pull out. Yeah. And sometimes they're just like, they're shut. Yeah. They're really hard to get off. It was, obviously that part was easy, but the, like, I got it on. My brother's on FaceTime with me and like, imagine this. I have him, I have my AirPods in and I had him facing the windshield and like propped up with two water bottles holding my phone up so that he could watch me put this windshield wiper on. Like, thankfully I was on the phone with my brother. So he was like there to save the day because I literally was like, oh my God goodness my windshield wiper just flew off and he's like uh you need to pull over and it's not like it's like a clear night like you needed them yes i needed my windshield wiper and it just flies off in the middle of the night i'm in the middle of oklahoma i'm like where do i go nearest walmart or AutoZone was like 45 minutes away so i just pulled over in the soonest the nearest gas station and thankfully by all odds again universe working out you hear it (laughs) I did. <laughs> There's my little throat noise. Um, universe working out. There was windshield wipers in there. So yeah, they it was always. Like a truck stop. I'm so I'm so glad that they they carry all that stuff there. <sighs> I mean, you can pretty much get anything but major parts. For, yeah, you know that you need for your car there. Yeah, but I asked so Ben. I was like, "What do I do?" And he said, "Switch the windshield wiper from one to the other." But there was a new windshield wiper, so he watched me put it on. And in my ears, he's like, "Now you need to pull it to lock it because it wasn't like lock." Anyways. Freaking windshield wipers. But yeah, that was fun. Heck yeah. I know. Then I drove home and then I got home for one night, left the next day and drove 17 hours to Georgia. And then. Okay. So you you guys were shooting a wedding there, right? Yeah. We had a wedding on a Friday. and And you guys being you and Justin. Yes. 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 I'm like leaving out all of like the background context because I'm like, (laughs) yeah, you know all this stuff. Um. Yeah, we had a wedding on Friday and we were like, we really thought it would be a really great idea to like turn this into our honeymoon. For those of you who've been listening for a while, you know that I got married at the very beginning of COVID before we knew COVID was going to be a thing. Um, So my honeymoon plans got canceled because the world freaked out the weekend of our wedding. And so we never got to go on it. We were like, let's turn this trip into our honeymoon. And... While in theory, that was a great idea, execution-wise, it was like really stressful. Oh, gosh. Like, those are the worst. That, that's the worst when those like things that you have like, oh, this, this would be great. This would really work out. And then it just doesn't pan out that way. Yeah. There was just like, I wish I had like a week longer because then we yeah. could have whenever we made pit stops because my husband's back is like, very screwy he's got like a degenerative disc disease so like he was in the military yeah one of his discs anyways he um we can't go for that long because his back will just like it'll actually give out so around the seven hour mark is when i noticed that a i'm tired and b i think he's gonna like he wants to be like laying down and he can't be (laughs) so yeah we um I wish that whenever we had those stops, we could like stop at like a state park and like camp there and like spend a couple of days, get back in the car, move on and then just continuously do that. But it was more like we drive seven hours, sleep, wake up, 
drive again, sleep, wake up, drive again. Like we just didn't have quite enough time. Yeah. So anyways. Well, and then there's the whole other aspect of it that's like, I've talked to several people about this to where it takes certain people. I actually, I think most people like multiple days before they're in vacation mode. Like your, your brain is like, it's like trying to adjust to the fact that, Hey, there's no work and like getting yourself to stop thinking about work and all that kind of stuff too. Like that takes time too. Yeah. So all that to say, although I'm very, very glad that we did it because it made me reevaluate a lot of my life. So, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Because I had similar things too, um, that were kind of taking place. So, um, I spent a lot of time, I have a sunflower seed in my mouth. I'm going to take it out. I feel like my (laughs) mouth sounds really wet. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I pretty much, just put my head down and worked while you were gone. Um, not very much podcast stuff because, again, we had already recorded a ton of stuff. Working on my website, did a redesign on that. Um, Alexandra Burt, who has been on, uh, she is a marketing guru. We did a wedding breakdown with her. And so, man, she is amazing. Like, her, the way that her mind works and and the way the intentionality that she's put into her business is just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she hopped on a call with me. Um, as a friend to just kind of talk through some things on my website. So I spent a lot of time on my website, not what I had planned to do. Uh, but I feel like I'm always, my brain always wants to do the things that I shouldn't be doing at the time. So it's like, Oh, I need to finish this wedding. Wait a minute. Let me do a full rework on my website mm-hmm. when this other thing is, is still there to be done. So, uh, but that was really good. Um, puppy ownership has still been going good. Mm-hmm. our dog is amazing he's so great uh i was telling ashley like he's kind of he's kind of had a tood the past couple days i don't know what's going on <laughs> with him but he's he's, a puppy he's, he's doing good he's so stinking cute yeah, i was is. like posting on his instagram every day it slowed down a little bit but uh grace but that's man. really cool give yourself grace give it give it grace and so puppy ownership still going great I'm trying to think we had a wedding out in uh mm, i saw this where is it? Ulysses. Ulysses, oh, Kansas. I've done a wedding out there. Yeah. There's a Couple. church out there, Oasis Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of a really modern church. It was actually really cool. I got to meet, um, oh gosh, what are their names? House. Not not Brick House. Let me look it up really quick because they're amazing and they're phenomenal. Oh, I saw your story. I don't know who they are, but I saw your yeah, yeah, story yeah. and you're like, uh, I made new friends. Okay, yeah, here we are. Middle House. Middle House Co. They're awesome. Um, I, well, I just met him, the husband. He was there. They had just gotten back. They were traveling from Florida. But Middle House Co., they're amazing videographers. They travel. If you're looking for a videographer, check them out. Look into them. They're great, great people. But it was such a chill wedding. We just got to chill all day. And it's, you know, when you have these vendors that you work with, that it's just everything clicks and connects and no one's. Like the vendors that are there, especially videographers and wedding photographers, sometimes there's this, it just doesn't gel. That wasn't the case here. It was like Mm -hmm. so easy, so effortless, and it just made the day so great. But we spent more time in the car that day than we did at the actual wedding. So it was like four hours there. We shot for six hours, then four hours back. Um, And dude, Western Kansas stinks. Like (laughs) so bad. Like stinky? 
like shit. Yes, it does. Like it's really, really bad. Well, and so I had, a, I had a story. Cattle stuff, like yeah, the there's the cattle stuff, but then they like and all that stuff. yeah. Oh, it's so good. There's like a Purina factory out there too, and so it's out near Dodge City. It's like an hour and a half past Dodge City. So um, on the way there, it was not that bad. We were like, oh, it's, yeah, it smells. We can smell it. On the way home, though, I don't know what it was. Like, here's how we described it. I'm going to describe it the way that I described it in my story. Um, Because I legit stopped and pulled over and got air fresheners. Was this worse than Stinkadena, though? Oh, yeah. A hundred times worse. (laughs) A hundred times worse. Texas people will only understand that. Pasadena. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was Pasadena, Texas. That place stinks, but that's a different stink. This is like a... (laughs) I don't know. Here's how we describe Lara and I, this was the description we came up with. It smells like uh, a baby's diaper who he, he or she, we'll go with he, has pissed in his diaper to the brim to the point that his parents didn't notice they're neglectful. And he sat in that diaper for three hours <laughs> and it started to decompose on the inside. Like it's breaking down because the urine is so acidic and so smelly. And then this baby ate a ton of broccoli and just shit all in the diaper. And then somebody takes that diaper and throws it in your car underneath your seat. And then the car has sat in the sun all day. And then you get in your car and you smell this. And Ashley, it was, it was bad. It was so bad. This is solely how I know you guys were in the car for hours because that is the most accurate description I have ever (laughs) in depth. The description I've ever heard it's got, I mean, the sun caking takes the cake. It was just bad. Like, I put my mask on in the car to, like, try to help with the smell. It was so, oh so, so bad. God. And even then, like, after we got the air fresheners, we I love the, uh, oh, what's it called? It's the black tree, whatever that one is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, but, but it's tree. the black tree Everybody freshener. Everybody knows it's, that, yeah. It's so good. Um. It, then it just smelled like that amazing smell with that piss diaper. Like it was just mixed. And it was in, it lingered in the car for about an hour afterwards. Oh, and Lara, my. at one point, at its peak, she was gagging. <laughs> like in the car. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh so, anyways, gosh. all you people who live in Western Kansas. And I, so, my bride, that like that we went and shot the wedding, she messaged me. She's like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And she was like, yeah, honestly, we're all just kind of used to it. And I was like, ugh. I am so sorry you have to be used to that. Right. I have a friend who just moved here from Dodge, Kansas, too. And he said uh, he had to go back there um, recently, like last week. And they've been here for about a month and a half. Oh, no, since December. So they've been here for a minute. And he had to go back, and he got there. And he's like, how did we ever live in this? This smells so bad. He couldn't take it. So I guess it doesn't take very long to be away for that wow. your body to get acclimated. Anyways, we had that going on and uh, we shot. So we shot a wedding there and then we'll have a little lull and then things are going to pick up like crazy in March and in April. Yeah. I'll have a three, uh, a three for a three Pete and I'll go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I'm not going to give you my opinion on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do it. It's gonna gonna be. It's gonna be now. Luckily, one of those is an eight-hour day. One of those is a four, and one of those is a six. So they're not all not all full days. They're not all full days. The one time I did that though, I did had one three for last year, and that was 
the reception that I took on for you guys. Oh yeah, the hot weekend. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, that was, so, that was a big weekend. Yeah, I remember so, feeling very, very bad. <laughs> no, it was all good. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So that's yeah. what we've had going on. Uh, just, just working, just staying busy, being a dad. Well, also, and... you second shot for Ashley this weekend. Yes, yes. Yeah. Maybe was that this week? No, that was two weekends ago. I don't know. I've been gone. <laughs> So she, yeah, she hit me up. I think it was like 1130 and she was like, Chris, oh my God, Ashley said you're a night owl. Oh no, it wasn't that late because she was still at a wedding. But it, it was, yeah, it was, it was like It was after evening. nine. I mean, it was like yeah. 10 or something like that. Because like, I had specifically oh said Chris will be up. Yeah, she needed a second shooter and uh, I don't remember what we had talked about doing. We were going to do something the next day. It, I think we were just going to hang out with friends is all it was. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I got you. I'm there. I'll be there. <laughs> and so I loved shooting with her. It was so much fun. She's a it ball. Was so, it was so cool to actually um, just sit and watch her work. I love second shooting for people um, because it's all the pressures off of me. I don't, yeah. I don't have to do anything. No, it's I the just, best job. I just shoot. Opinion. I'm not directing. I'm not. Like I can find the best angles and, mm-hmm. and she's, she's a pro. So I really, really enjoyed shooting with her. That was a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad I know you were giving up your Saturday and I was like, Ashley, it's, it was a very, it was a big old mix up that like it never, was funny. She, ever happened. She was but... literally like, name your price. We'll pay it. Whatever. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, oh my God, Ashley, like I'm not going to price gouge you. Like <laughs> just pay me whatever you pay people. She was so like, it oh was, yeah, she was. Oh, I was at the bachelorette party and I was like, dude, there's nothing I can do. I can't help you at all. Sorry. How was that? Did you have fun at the bachelorette party? Were you I, able to loosen up? I No, actually <laughs> to all the people that went to the bachelorette party that are listening, they were so many of them were like, I, it's very weird to hear your voice in person. Because I listened to your podcast. And I was like, you how did do? that? Okay. How did that feel? How did that feel to have people that listen to the podcast? Like, I don't know you, but I know you. Kind of surreal. Like it happened with KMB for a while. Like when we, especially when we were doing high school seniors. But it was kind of surreal. Like, like the way that they were reacting to just my voice. Because they like don't know me and my mannerisms. Because they don't. Yeah. Who knows? But I'd like say something. And they'd be like, this is so bizarre. Because... Also, I sound a little different on the podcast than I do in person, you know, like, yeah, like just like say, see my, the videos of me when I'm talking sound different than like the podcast version of me, which sounds great. (laughs) But she's like, this is so bizarre. Our mics add a little more bass to like a little more, a little fullness. It's like a little more full. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it was, it was cool, but I did not. That's cool to to know that there are people. It's cool to just here whenever we have people that are listening like i know I or know, seeing that just reviews. like aren't friends or family yeah that yeah, we review just had a, that, oh, whoever I'm the heck you up. are on that that just left a review on monday you made you my heart swell dude chris was like we got a new review and i went and looked at it and i was like oh my gosh life is complete whoever you are sweet soul that is recommending us to all of your friends and whatever freaking Facebook group you're on and whoever's on the Facebook group recommending this podcast, you're an angel. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to pull up the uh the review it right now because it was a great review. I know we've had lots of friends and family. I think we've had a few reviews that were like, we have no clue who these people are yeah. or who this person is, which those are great. Um but this one was really good. So this is from uh KK eight one seven two, five stars. It says, uh, the best wedding planning podcast. 
I love this podcast. I was It was recommended to me in a bridal Facebook group, and it's been such a game changer. It helped my mental health so much during wedding planning, and I recommend it to every bride I know. The hosts know the business well, and the discussions are so raw and real. I've taken many of the suggestions and even uh, and implemented them into my daily life, like having a daily gratitude practice has made me so much happier. Please listen if you're wedding planning, and even if you aren't, because it's just such good life advice. My, oh my God. I literally sent Chris a voice message after this, and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, she's like, so cool. <laughs> so cool. So awesome. Yeah. I read that every periodically I'll pop I'll pop in like like once a week, just like, oh, I wonder if we have, like the first few days it was like every day, multiple times a day. Do we have any new reviews? Yeah. And now it's like every week I'll pop in. I saw that one. I was like, oh, oh, there's one. I was like, oh, this guys, you gotta know, like, if you ever listen to any shows. It literally is like lifeblood to hosts oh whenever God. there is a message like that. It's just great to know that what you're doing is has making a difference. Literally, like to know that like this listener implemented a gratitude practice. That was your advice. Yeah. And that just makes their life better. Like that's why we're doing this. You know, yeah. we're doing it to we're passionate about helping people and making helping them make their lives better. Absolutely. And while we're doing this for free <laughs> at the moment, it's uh-huh. like it's literally like what we're doing it because we're passionate about it. And then like that is almost that is payment. Like like that's payment yes. enough whenever like we get that I'm like, "Oh my gosh. Yes. Fire me up. Like gas me oh, up. That is what yes. I need right now." And you know, hopefully someday we get sponsorships and like can you know monetize and make it all fun like that but like that's not obviously not why we're doing it for sure but yeah reviews, there's not you, there's there's got to be for to have longevity like you got to podcast about something that you could talk about without getting paid for and i totally think that's this for us yeah. like we're all we're all about this space so thank you guys so much for sharing i mean this wasn't gonna we're, we, we weren't <laughs> planning on talking about this but just shout out to everyone who's left us a review and know that it means so, 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 so much to us. Um, mm-hmm. if you're reviewing and if you're sharing it with people like that means a lot yeah. to us. Um, so, so one more thing before I hop into my little quick bachelorette weekend, which also will like dive into what we want to talk about, I think, but, um, reviews. Oh gosh. Don't forget, Ashley. Why does this happen to me? Uh, one, what was it? Crap. Oh, I remember. Chris, I haven't talked to you about this. So I'm like just kind of throwing this out there. I've been thinking about it and I want to get feedback. So while you're here, um, I want to get information from you. And again, guys, I haven't talked to Chris about this. So you're going to hear a real raw conversation, but I want to get some feedback from you guys, you listeners on the podcast, because we are like two months in of releasing mm-hmm. weekly episodes, bi-weekly episodes when we do the mini breakdowns. And, um, excuse me, I would love somehow, and I maybe this is on Instagram and maybe this is on a set day or I don't know how to do this, but I want to know from you guys, like what are you enjoying a lot of? What are yes. you thinking you could do without what are like what which part of the podcast do you find yourself skipping through what mm, do you what like what's something that we've done once and you like loved it so much but we haven't done it again or yeah. 
like all those thoughts and things like I want to know how you guys are feeling like I love you guys sending positive reviews I love the interactions on social media but like I think it's time for some feedback like yeah. what do you love like maybe maybe just send me a send send maybe that's it send a message like it would mean so much if you could send a dm to us maybe that's the best way that, that probably is the easiest way for sure yeah because then i don't have to like schedule like a day to like go do polls but if you find value in this or there's something that you like you're not gonna hurt our feelings if there's something oh, or yeah, not at all if there's something that you wished we would do again or like you super love the mini breakdowns or you wish we did more Q&As or maybe like maybe you have a different idea. Like I'm inviting and requesting and asking like, please hop over to Instagram and send us a DM and like let yes. me know your thoughts. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. I, I found myself wondering today. Um, I found myself wondering today like, do people love it when we shoot the shit or do they skip that? Like, are they into that or are they not into that? And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure that, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have certain people that feel certain ways about it. But I definitely do think there's a majority. Um, I know for you and I, like we love to do that because we love that in podcasts that we listen to, but it'd be great to know if you guys hate that or if you love it, or if you really don't care too much for the Q&A, but you love the wedding breakdown. Like, whatever you love, let us know. And then more importantly, whatever you don't love, let yes, us know. Yes, because... That's probably we, even more important. Yeah, we can pivot a little bit. Like, we're still, like, growing and, like, figuring out what's working and what's not. But we can't really know those things unless you let us know. So, send us a DM at The Bridal Breakdown on Instagram. And, yeah, Chris, really good point about, like, shooting the shit. Like... We do love to catch up, but we don't know if you love to hear like what you love to hear. Do you love to hear all of it? Do you like to know about our personal lives or yeah, that's a really good one. So anyways, please send us all of your thoughts on any of those things. Okay. All of the thoughts, send them. We want them. We need them. And uh, yeah, we just want to serve you guys as best as we can. So that was yeah. really good. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I really planned on probably talking to you that prior to recording, but you know, here we are. <laughs> here we are. We're here. We're doing it. So, uh, what I was going to say prior to was when I went down to the bachelorette party, I got freaking drunk on the first night, like Heck freaking yeah. so drunk. Yeah. Yeah. It was real fun then. And then the next day I had hangover anxiety, hardcore, hardcore, Hardcore. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror at all. Like I literally couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. My like air quoting sister-in-law, my air quoting sister-in-law, she like did my makeup for me. Like I sat on the um, bed, like with tears streaming down my face. Like I'm the maid of honor in this wedding. My little sister is getting married. My sister-in-law, like her sister-in-law did my makeup because tears are streaming down my face because like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't feel like myself. I couldn't look at myself. Like it was the weirdest thing really? ever. And it's not like I'm I was so anxious about anything the night before. Chris, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. Like I wasn't, a lot of times I feel like people get hangover anxiety because they're like, what did I say last night? Like I wasn't blacked out at all. I had a couple of tequila shots, which normally I'm great with tequila. I, don't even know what else I, I had a couple gin and tonics, which I'm really great with gin and tonics. Maybe it was mixing. I don't freaking know, but I like just tears constant streaming down my face. Like, like I wasn't even like, 
yeah. sobbing necessarily as much as there were just tears streaming. Like I, it was terrible. Oh, it was awful. No. I ended up trying to like muster up and go to everything. And, um, at middle of like eating lunch in the lunch line. And again, this is my like sister getting married, like my favorite person in the world who I very much trust with everything in me. And she is in line with me. She knows I don't feel good. And like, she's my little sister. And like, she found, I found her like comforting me. It was very cool. Like switch of events, but in line, I were at this barbecue place in Fredericksburg and I, I keep, she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I feel like I'm going to vomit. And like, it was the scent. It was just like barbecue. So strong. Yeah. And then we sat down. I was trying to eat. I couldn't eat anything. And I was like trying to act like I was okay. And I feel like that was the worst part of it was like pretending I'm good. And I wasn't good. And trying to put on this face that I'm good for all these people that I don't know was like so detrimental that I looked over at her and I was like, I think I need to go back to the house and just like rest. So I did. And I felt really bad, but she was like, go. Like there's plenty of people here for me, like go. So I went back to the house and I laid down for a couple of hours. And after that, I felt great. Like I felt like me again. I feel like I needed like to like rest and reset. Right, right. And then I went back out with them to like wine tastings. And I just got there and I was like, I'm not drinking anymore. Sorry. <laughs> like, I'm not drinking. So I didn't have another sip of alcohol the entire next like three days. So it was an absolutely like Fredericksburg, Texas, first of all, is Texas wine country. If you haven't ever been, highly recommend. Um, don't get too drunk the night before. <laughs> and then <laughs> when you go Solid to the wine advice. tastings, if you're not a drinker, you can do what I did. And I participated in every wine tasting and I just like swished it around my mouth, which is apparently what you d- actually are supposed to do with wine tastings is not actually drink the wine. So I didn't actually drink any of the wine, but I tasted them all. It was so much fun. It was so good. But Heck yeah, yeah. So I didn't get like hammered all weekend. Just the first night. Go out strong. <laughs> Dude, Anyways. I love getting drunk. <laughs> I know that's so bad. Like, it probably sounds so bad. The, We're okay, just hold on. Before be I get two in, opposites on that. Before I, before I get into what I was going to say about me liking being drunk, um, this is really interesting. I've never heard of this before. Like hangover anxiety. No freaking way. I get yeah, anxious I've never almost heard of every time. Almost so, every time after I get drunk. What What do you feel like that is? Like, do you, are, were you have you been able to like pinpoint? what emo- like what it is underneath that like why i can for some people it makes sense if it's like a um oh my gosh i i hate the way that i act the person i become mm-hmm. when i just get embarrassing i start dancing on tables like it's everyone knows me they call me table tina because they know i'm going to dance on the table like when i start drinking like that whole kind of thing but it's not that for you no no i actually <laughs> because you said that I'm like, I've Googled this so many times because I, I get it. Like I get it almost every time I drink. So I think I'm just done drinking. Like actually I think I'm done drinking. Yeah. And Justin is kind of like that with me too. Like I had one cider while I was in Nashville this week Mm -hmm. and Justin had two margaritas and a beer and then Justin got food poisoning and he's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not having 
anything in my body that's bad for me. I'm t- I don't want to feel bad anymore. So like Justin's like, I'm done drinking. I'm like, I'm done drinking, but I do love me a good cider. So yeah. But anyways, and so I on the flip ahead. side, I just bought a beer fridge that is loaded with probably a hundred beers right now. <laughs> no freaking yeah. way. You know who did we interviewed Jordan? Uh yeah, yeah. And and so I actually went to their store and bought it and she messaged me. No. Yeah. So really? I got I like got all my beer from there. Yep. Did you see her? No, I didn't see her there, but she hit me up. She's like, I just have to let you know as a liquor store owner, it makes me really happy to see someone organize their beer so well. So I had like, I had like the sours and the IPAs and the stouts are over here and these are the bottled IPAs uh, and here's low, low alcohol to higher. Like, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. If you've never, if you are local and is it Burgart? Is that how you pronounce the last name? Burgart. If you've never been to Burgart Liquor uh, here in Wichita, like good God. It, you can go in and buy single beers, like singles. So you walk out with like, you, it's the best for tasting. Anyways, go on. You've looked up. Anyways. You've looked up looked the up. Uh, hangover anxiety. Yes. So Self, the website Self, I think that's an old magazine. Anyways, it says when you drink alcohol, dopamine neurons in areas of the brain associated with reward start firing more and more. The problem is that dopamine rush is short-lived with alcohol, and that's part of why your mood and anxiety levels might be impacted for the worse later on. Alcohol also interrupts the activity of other neurotransmitters, including serotonin and endorphins, which can affect your mood. The feelings that you have after you drink alcohol or even the day after can result in a whole range of feelings and moods and anxiety symptoms. It can range from panic to feeling depressed to feeling impulsive to feeling agitated and irritable. It actually has effects on multiple neurological pathways, but when it comes to anxiety, perhaps the most significant one is the gamma amniobutric, I don't know. That was a really good attempt. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Or GABA pathway. Alcohol increases GABA activity on the brain and it's involved in several functions like motor control, memory, and anxiety. And it's also the principal inhibitory neurotransmitter says some guy a number of medications used to treat anxiety also target GABA so anyways really really bad anxiety and I have anxiety in general so I think maybe that's why I just can't handle I don't know I don't know that's the science behind it though gosh awful man well awful I know that I've heard you say like you're done drinking so it sounds like this is it right yeah this is it this is it and for Justin too yeah I mean well, props to you. I wouldn't say he's done, but he <laughs> he thinks he's done right now. He yeah. he does like him a social a social beer, which is totally fine. Gosh, you know, yeah, I love to just drink with people, man. It's my favorite thing, and I don't yeah. like Lara will get a beer, and I'm not kidding. She'll it'll be gone in three minutes. Like I don't know how she does it. You go, girlfriend. And I'm just like, I mean, I will nurse an IPA for like twenty minutes you know, yeah. 25, like I'm, I'm a slow drinker and it, it doesn't, it doesn't take much, but man, I like, I was just telling Lara too, we shoot a lot of weddings, you know, I mean, we mm-hmm. shoot weddings is what we do. So I, I'm like low key a lot of times at weddings, like so jealous that there are these people that are just getting trashed, having the time of their life, knowing that we're in a stage of life to where most of our friends have gotten married. Like we're not going to be attending very many weddings more anymore yeah. or having like, an excuse to like celebrate like that yeah yeah i have yeah. one friend who's going to be getting married in st louis 
And, uh, and so we're probably going to be going to that wedding and that'll be a very fun one that I'm like, we're getting a babysitter. We're getting, we're going to, um, get Ubers. Like we are getting trashed and I like it. It's just fun. I, yes. Getting drunk is fun. The aftermath for me is not worth it. And you know, and it's not that I don't, I don't have that. So. But I will say I normally like when I do get like real, it's like, oh, I'm not drinking for weeks. Like by even thinking about it is, but it's, it's still really fun. I remember that after your birthday. Really, yeah. I was, You're I was like, I'm, I'm sober the next, the whole next month I'm sober. Yep. And I think that yeah. lasted, I don't think I did a full month. I think I did three weeks, but yeah. anyways. It's crazy. Everybody's in different journeys with alcohol. I think know? a big part of that too is because I was a good little Christian kid growing up. You know, and I didn't, mm. I didn't do a lot. Lara was drinking when she was like 14. So yeah. that, that wasn't me. Same. She's Same. like her older brothers and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So today's topic, like what we really wanted to talk about and what we really wanted to get into was kind of these, these realizations that you and I have kind of had, which is really funny because yeah. we were talking today because uh, we really didn't talk much while you were gone. You know, you got a lot going on and, and like, stuff like that. So. We yeah. actually trying to get a fly <laughs> or a moth. Is it a moth or a fly? No, it's a gnat. I can't get rid of the freaking gnats. Oh, they're still oh, here. You would have thought they would have left. Here. Oh, b- Chris. There's probably this one, a. This isn't oh. even the bad one. This isn't the bad one. Holy, how many good? I That's a lot. This that's is probably like. like 20? This, this one's like, yeah, like 15 or so, but I have some that are like way worse. So I'm trying to treat my plants for the gnats and I just haven't been here for a month or like, you know, 15 days. And so they've been able to do what they want to do over. while I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So the reason we're doing this, the reason why we're doing this is so it, here's what's really cool is you and I were catching up today and it was like, well, what have you, what have, what's been on your mind? You know, you were like, I've been kind of removed from weddings for a couple of weeks. What's on your mind? I'm like, you know, I'm actually not really thinking much about weddings right now, even though we've started our season. I've been processing some things while you were away and you've been processing some things. And we realized that there's some similarities in the things that we've been processing. Majorly. Ironically How enough. How that happened? I don't know. Ironically enough. So my uncle who was just traveling as well and had time away to think and process, he came back and he is right here where we are as well. And so um, I think, so here's, I don't really know how to give a, an overall topic of what this is, but basically you and I have been really thinking about um, our time and how we use it. And really, if we're living the life that we want to live as humans, um, which a big part of that involves our businesses that we run and the amount of time that we give to those businesses, the ways that we spend our day, um, all of that kind of stuff. And so I don't know, would you agree with that's kind of like an overall summary of what we've been thinking about? Yeah. Oh, totally. It's time, I think, is the best way to describe it. And I think it is really funny, the commonality between Jason and I just traveling. And then you have like also this time to reflect as well. But there is, I keep describing what I'm going through with looking at life as like going away for those 15 days as like crazy as they were. I had moments where I was like really stressed out because I wasn't working and that's been like a constant in life. If I'm not working, I feel guilty or stressed out. And then I like went to like a moment of, you know what? I'm on vacation. Who cares? Like 
who cares? It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I just had to convince myself of that. And then I realized I finally was able to get back to work because Justin got food poisoning and the world didn't end because I didn't work. Like, sure, you know, I wasn't the perfect businesswoman or I wasn't the perfect photographer or social media manager. Like it wasn't all these perfect things that I like strive to be, but I lived like I lived, I lived my life. The world didn't end. Like I wish that I didn't maybe do it the way that I did it. Like just like kind of falling off the face of the planet, but I realized it's okay. So I'm like looking at my life, like my life is a snow globe and I'm looking in on it and I am realizing I don't like what I see. And that was a wild thing. And every time I've been telling people as I'm describing like these changes that I'm going to make in my life, they, everybody's response is the same. And they're all like, whoa, like you don't like, like almost like I just said something super taboo. Like you're not supposed to say you don't like your life. Like if someone was like, I don't believe in God, like that kind of response, like, whoa, like, whoa. Are, are yeah. you, are you okay? Are you okay? Right, right, so, exactly. So let, let's, before we get into that, because that's a powerful statement, this whole, I, what did you, did you say, I don't like my life or I'm unhappy I don't with like my, my life? I don't like my life. I don't like my life. I'm not happy. I'm unhappy with where I'm at. I, I feel like something's missing. All of these statements kind of center around, I think, some some similar feelings, but can we talk about what because you said I didn't feel like the perfect businesswoman or like I feel like that has what is, that had to resonate with you yes yes totally uh, I don't feel like the perfect businesswoman either you know like <laughs> what, what is it about let's come up with like a prototype for a biz the perfect business person like what does that person do like in your mind the perfect business owner perfect employee okay. you know that whole okay. kind of thing or yeah, perfect, perfect, the perfect p- person, whatever your perfect is for perfect worker. Let's say it's like you're always hitting, you're exceeding your deadlines. Like you're not going past them. You're beating them beating to them. a pulp. Okay. You are answering all of your emails within a day and you always have your inbox at zero. You are posting on social media daily a post and then you're posting on your stories consistently to keep up engagement and you're like killing it in the reels department on instagram oh yes killing it on the reels oh people are commenting they are going off it is fabulous over there in the reels world yes you've just started educating you've just started hosting a workshop you've you know more like it's it's not just it's not just you've got it together the daily tasks it's like the i'm always doing something big and huge and monumental like i'm like i am a uh an influencer in this area like people look to me to keep growing i don't know if you feel any of that but that's kind of when i think of perfection like in at least in our industry it's like that's kind of what it is um it's like always on the grind always hustling always doing something and you feel like if you're not always on the grind or always doing something, you're doing it wrong. And like you see other people doing it and you're like, ugh, like you get this like pit in your stomach. Like, how do they do it? Why can't I do that? Why can't I just put my freaking head down and unleash new freaking prints to a print shop? You know, like 
whatever the thing is, insert new thing someone else is doing. Why can't I release an ebook? Why can't I do a new business company? Why, yeah. Why can't I start a podcast? Like whatever. So there's, so there's like, there's maybe there's like a moment of inspiration or adoration. And then it's like sometimes followed by guilt, you know, like, or shame, guilt Guilt or shame. Like, Oh, I can't do that. Or I'd never do that. Or I don't have enough time for that. Or, or this person's so great and I'm not as good. And so it's like, and we talk about this, like with comparison, how there's like comparing Mm -hmm. that should like in a healthy way that when you compare to someone else, it should like inspire you, like motivate you, but Mm -hmm. never like cut you down or or put you down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes in our space, especially in our industry where everyone's like really trying to show out and just put their best foot forward, it can really feel like, man, I'm, I'm not doing that. I feel like a shame. I feel like a failure. All the while your business is, is stable. It's grown, like growing. Even, Mm -hmm. even small growth is still growth. Like Mm -hmm. you're still booking weddings. You're still shooting weddings. And, Mm -hmm. but on the inside, like people are struggling even if there's this the appearance of success and like just killing it well and that's what I also remind myself because I've been there like I've been the one that's like been that's put out the new things or been like perceived as booking all the things and taking all the work or like whatever like that's totally been us at certain points in our business and I have to remind myself like when other people were thinking that or like they'd say that to me my response was always oh my gosh I'm so tired like I'm exhausted. Like I know it appears that or like, you know, whatever the marketing is, like it's just exhaust. Like it's not as beautiful as it looks. And I have to remind myself of that. Like, especially in these times where I'm overwhelmed, I have to be like, I remember when other people thought you were like on the top of your game, but like inside you're like, I'm shriveling. Did you see, did you see my little Ted talk I had in Instagram stories the other day? Yes, and I almost texted you, and then I didn't. But I literally agreed with everything you that you said on your you. TED Talk. I'm, s- I'm yep. Kidding. <laughs> I'm but, kidding. But, no, I'm joking. Yeah, okay, but but part of this, like looking in at my snow globe, is like I want to be able to like love on and t- show the people that mean something to me that they mean something to me. I'm like reaching at you, right. like listen. I know listen, you're like listen, pointing. Yeah. <laughs> that like they mean something to me and like they're special to me. And like, that's not something I have time for right now, which is part of, you know, what we'll get into, but why I don't like my life. Like I just don't have time. So all is good. Like this trip made me realize a lot of things and change a lot of things and nothing is monumentally changing besides the way that I structure my life really. Yeah. By the way, just FYI for anybody listening, thinking I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. This is the last episode of the bridal breakdown. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's not happening. Which was something I asked you. I was like, so how do you feel? And ironically enough, like you don't feel that way about the podcast. No, I, I even told Chris, I was like, uh, I didn't think about the podcast at all. Like in like a good way, like at all. Like I halfway, I halfway expected us to have a conversation like, okay, because normally I, I said this, like when I get away, I'm, I mean, I just evaluate it. Think about the things I'm doing, my time, how I'm spending it. And so I halfway maybe expected you and Justin to have a conversation about like, hey, this is more time than I thought it would be. We need to figure out ways to cut back on this or, or something like that. So, which yeah. there may come seasons like that during, during yeah, this. Absolutely. I mean, who knows? Like, um, so let me share a little bit about what I've been processing. Perfect. So Lara has during different parts of our marriage, either I've been working and she stays at home or we're both working or, um, she's working and I stay at home. This is the first time that we are both at home. 
Um, she's been at home now full time for almost a year. And she's kind of joined me as my second shooter. Now, that doesn't mean that we're rolling in the money. <laughs> but we've we've just taken a leap in our business because we want to live a life um, that reflects the things that we value. And so for us, we value family time. We value our kids. Like, I can't tell you how often Lara and I are having conversations about, oh my God, look at Sterling. He's getting so big. Like we need to get him a bigger bed. Like we had to get him a bigger bed and he's just growing. And there's all this, like the years are flying before our eyes. Even Cannon, we got him like, you know, a month ago and he's already growing. So there's this like, there's this thing that matters to us. We want to take the next, like this limited time that we have with our children under our roof. And we just want to be with them and enjoy them and spend time with them. Like the last thing that I want Sterling to say when he grows up or Ellie, like I have these conversations with myself sometimes, like how are my kids going to describe me? Because I describe my dad when someone's like, Oh, what's your dad? Like, Oh, my dad, you know, my dad, my description of my dad is my dad loved us. He is the hardest working man that I knew, but he really didn't provide for us in the emotional sense. Like he wasn't Mm -hmm. really there emotionally, but I love him, you know? And I wonder, what's my son going to say? What's my daughter going to say? Well, dad was home all the time, but he literally was just always talking to other people, but never talking to us or, you know, whatever. Like I have these thoughts. And so for us, a big part of us taking this step was like, we want to be present with our children. We want to be present with each other. We want to carve out time throughout the day. But I have found myself in this space to where I've had a lot of guilt and shame for not putting in 12 hour days you know, for not turning around weddings in three days, uh, because there are people in our industry that do that, you know, for not not me. So it's okay. (laughs) You know, people who, you know, that I I even had this goal at the beginning of the season of wedding season. Like I want to have a 48 hour workflow. Like I want to, I want to have a blog post up in 48 hours because I care about my bride so much. And I know they're excited about their photos that I want to get it out there. None of them are saying I need my photos in 48 hours. No one is doing that. I'm doing that to myself. I'm comparing myself to others. And so in doing that, like I am in my office, which is in the basement, you know, away from my family. And I'm trying to put in all of these hours when really the thing that matters to me most is my family. And so I want to give my time there. And I think that that's why a lot of people get into being small business owners or entrepreneurs is they want to control their time. They want to be their own boss, but I've not really done that. I've really let what others doing, what others are doing in our industry dictate my life and my schedule and all of that stuff. And so I just kind of had this, you know, I brought up my TED talk and my Instagram stories, but I basically was talking about hustle culture. Like there's like this culture that involves hustling and being on the grind. And it's interesting. If you think about grinding, like actual grinding, like of metals, like you are wearing down an object. Like it is, it is being it is literally its structure is changing and it's wearing down so it no longer is structurally as sound as it was before the grinding began. Yet that is something that is praised in the wedding industry. It's like, I'm on the grind, I'm hustling. It's like, you're literally breaking yourself down. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not what we want for our family. We don't want to be on the grind. We want to obviously do our work, serve our couples. Um, but I kind of had this aha moment where it was like, dang, I don't have like, I don't have to spend 12 hours a day working. I don't have to spend eight hours a day working. I don't have to spend six hours a day working. What if I worked four hours? Maybe there's a day where I work two hours. 
Like, what if I don't work at all during the day and I work at night some days? Like, it, I, I've been stuck in this nine to five, eight to four mindset when really I have flexibility and stuff like that. So I've been kind of rethinking that whole thing and just realizing, and you brought up my uncle Jason, like Jason, I know I'm saying a lot right now, but I'm almost done. That's okay. Jason, his biggest dream right now is to leave his job and to stay at home and to work from home. And I have, like I'm living his dream. Both of us are home. We're home with our kids. I have that, yet I'm still not designating my time wisely, you know? Mm -hmm. And that really caused me to think like, man, what is it that's keeping us from living the life that so many people desire. Like I tell Lara all the time, like Lara, we were on a walk the other day. And I was like, Lara, we're living the dream. Like it is noon. We've spent the day as a family. I'm, you know, we're going on a walk. We have a boy, a girl and a dog and we are on a walk right now. And it is a beautiful day. Like there are people that are cooped up in offices and not living the lives that they want. They're dreaming for a way out. And we have that way out, but I've not made the most of it by using my time wisely. And so that's kind of where we're at. We're in this space where it's like we have this life that we've not been using our time wisely in the sense of like, I don't want to work eight hour days. I want to honestly spend all a good chunk of my day with my family, doing things, mm-hmm. going to the zoo, going on, you know, going on walks, doing all these, going to parks, like spending yeah. time with one another, investing in our kids. Um, that's the reason that you did this in the first place exactly being a self-employed entrepreneur whatever you designate yourself as it's hard so like you have so much pressure on yourself to do all the things like you've got to do the emails you've got to do the marketing you've got to do the actual work you've got to do the service like it's everything there's a lot of pressure behind someone not telling you what to do like there's like sometimes I literally say to myself, I told my um, my brother and sister-in-law yesterday, I was like, sometimes I just wonder like what life would be like if I would just go be like a barista at Starbucks. Like in the best way, I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of jealous. Like you get to communicate with people and someone tells you what to do and you do it and you get to leave work at work. So yes. like while Chris is saying like, I don't want to work eight hour days. I don't, I, you know, I'd like to work four hour days or two hour, whatever. It's like there's, with that comes uh, pressure when you're self-employed that like you don't get to leave work at work. So yes. figuring out how to do that is like so rough. And if you, this, this applies to anybody that works, like literally anybody that works. There's a book called The 4-Hour Workweek and I told Chris about it a little bit before. I know. I'm definitely going to get it. You like absolutely have to get it. It's kind of older. Um, like it dates itself in the sense yeah, I know where... That, I know that I've heard of it. Yes. So I know it's, it's been around for a minute. Early 2000s, like talking about like the iPod and like all there's not applications so like you would go to like free application websites that would like be timers and like we have timers on our iphones now so like it's dated in that way but the information is still so 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 relevant and like he it's four hour work week so like he's like why do we praise this idea that you have to work 40 hours a week to get your work done when you really can get it done in four hours like why, why be shamed for being able to do things more 
effectively and efficiently. And like, so he talks a lot about effectiveness and efficient behaviors. And this book is part of like what my husband and I listened to on our long ass road trip. But (laughs) that's what we're, we're changing our lives literally kind of due to this book. It's like, how can I get my life back? I don't get to clean my house. Can you share some of those? Like some of the, the changes that you're, did you want to talk about something before you got into that? No, no, that, yeah, that's perfect. So like a big change that we're making, I have this belief and I always have my business partner, Ashley probably has always wanted to kill me because I'm like, we need to just work eight hours a day because what can we get done in this eight hours? And there's this law called Parkinson's law and it's the idea, hold on, I'm actually going to look it up because Parkinson's law, yep. Okay. Parkinson's law is the adage is that, a, is that the right way to yeah. say that word? What does so. adage mean? I think it's like a, uh, like a, I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's a philosophical aphorism that communicates an important truth derived from experience. Okay. Parkinson's law is the adage that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. So essentially, I give myself four to eight weeks. It's generally more like eight. Again, I'm just being honest. We've been giving ourselves eight weeks to complete weddings because we've had like last year we had like 60 weddings plus COVID and the stress of COVID and the way that our business was affected from like a time perspective, everything got smushed together. So we ended up switching our deadlines from four weeks to eight weeks to give ourselves time to breathe, the time to clean our houses, time to do all these things. Well, guys, I still don't clean my house. Like I still don't clean my house and I still don't spend time with the people that I love, which is part of why I also wanted to give myself like some space was so I could nurture my relationships and clean my home and take care of my dogs and work on my yard. Live your life, you know? Exactly. The things that you want to do and enjoy. And I don't do it. Even though I, we gave ourselves that freedom to like, we set the expectation of guys, this is going to be like an eight week delivery. Like we've got to put our like mental health first. Not, I have not done that. Like, I've just taken the eight weeks and it's like Parkinson's law played out. I've Parkinson's. Yes. And so the idea is if you give yourself a week to do it, it's going to take you all week to do it. We all remember being in school and we get two weeks to do our paper and we all do it the last day and we all get it done in like a four hour time span. Right. But we gave ourselves two entire weeks to think about it. So with that, Basically, like the biggest takeaway that I have is you give yourself aggressive deadlines. So if your deadline is two hours, which is what I'm doing, I'm giving myself two hour deadlines for things. I'm giving myself a two hour deadline to edit a ceremony. It doesn't take me two hours to edit a ceremony, but this is major progress. Yes. I'm giving myself two hours. I'm also going to time myself so I can actually see the time that I'm going to give myself. That's powerful. That's like you're budgeting. Like it's almost like you've heard of like the principle of like when you start to budget, uh, Dave Ramsey talks about this, you take, which I'm not crazy about him, but anyways, he talks about the envelope thing to where you go and you pull cash out and you use cash because you're literally seeing it. If you time yourself during things and you're literally looking at a timer, it's like you're budgeting your time and you see, oh my gosh, I literally have this much left versus "Eh, I'm going to get it done before the day's over. Yeah. And then you don't because you're tired and you just, you find yourself getting distracted. So turning off all of your distractions and like if you give yourself that two hour window and I have to edit 
the ceremony and the family formals and the portraits afterwards in this two hour time frame, let's say, I know that that's kind of a hard deadline. I need to book it to meet that deadline. And if I don't, I'm going to have to pay the price. But like that, having that short deadline keeps you from getting distracted because there's no time to be distracted. It's just, you just have to mentally tell yourself like, this is the day that this is due and it's not, but it's the day that it's due. And that way, like now with this plan, we can hopefully, if you're one of my couples listening to this, don't set this in stone because we're still going to give ourselves freedom. But our plan is to be able to do everything from start to finish, including like extra stuff is all I'm going to say, including extra stuff in within a 30 day window and be able to like start and close it. And I don't know if that's going to work, but these are with these like two hour deadlines and like giving ourselves the space to breathe. So what this is hopefully going to do is give me time to clean my house. Like I know that sounds so lame probably, but like that's how bad it is that like Justin and I fight so often about cleaning the house. Dude. And I... I'm supposed, I'm supposed to, he's cooking. I'm supposed to clean. That was the agreement. Like if you guys listen yeah. to the pot, you, you know, that's the agreement. And I don't clean because I don't have time. And I'm still like having breakdowns because I like have too much on my plate. And so another thing is saying no to people. Ooh, so if somebody big. asks you to do something and Chris, I think we've said this. If you say no to something you're saying or yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yep. We've said it. But with this, it's like, just say freaking no. Like if somebody is going to ask you like, Hey, do you want to run to the mall with me? And you don't really want to, but you say yes. Cause you don't want to let them now let them down. Say no. Like they're interrupting your day. And like, you're the only one who can be in control of your schedule. And if you don't take control of your schedule, other people are going to take control of it for you. Yeah. And it's just, so and I'm, I'm going to start saying no. I love that. I love that. It's something that, uh, you know, I was telling you about uh, before we hopped on, there was something in my life, like a, a, a potential opportunity that came up and poor Lara, like she's married to a guy that just wants to do everything. I want to do everything. I want to bow hunt. I want to eventually get into woodworking. I want to, you know, play video games and do that. And I want to like a podcast, like there's so much that I want to do. And it's important that I don't do everything that I want to do. And I was just made the decision today, like, you know what, that would be a great thing to be a part of, but I'm not going to pursue it because I want my time to go to these few things instead of giving one sixteenth of myself to 16 things. Like what if I gave a quarter of myself to four things or, and that's still a lot of things, you know, (laughs) like that's still a lot of things to give myself to. You said something that triggered a thought in me about like eight hour work days. How do you feel about like, cause we talked about this before and I think this is a good time to bring it up. Making your to-do list the evening before, like the night before, (gasps) Yes. You can talk about that if you want, but I want to go somewhere with it. What was your go. what was your thoughts behind like doing your work list, your task list for the next day, the night before? Yeah. So the way that I described it to my business partner when I was like, you're not making, <laughs> he's like telling her what she's doing. You're <laughs> not going to make your to-do list today. You're making your to-do list today for tomorrow because today you doesn't, or well, okay, let me back up. Let's say you're, you do this and you're making your to-do list for tomorrow. You're like, okay, Ashley said to do this. I'm going to do it. So you make your to-do list for tomorrow because you're like, okay, I need to, I'm just going to go basic at home. I need to mow the yard tomorrow because I truly need to mow the yard tomorrow. <laughs> I, I need to unpack my suitcase tomorrow, which 
is a pain in the butt. Unpack my suitcase and do laundry. And I need to, what's my other third big thing I need to do? I, I need to go grocery need, shopping because we've been gone. I need to go grocery shopping. Okay, so those are three things that I need to do. And those, I'm not going to budge on them. That's what I got to do. So I write them down. And tomorrow, that is what I do. First thing is I get one of those suckers done in my two-hour time window. If it takes more than two hours, break that sucker up into more than one. Anyways, get the book. Okay, so I have these three things. And <coughs> Excuse me. I made the to-do list yesterday. I got to do them today. I committed. Now, let's say you don't do listen to my advice and you wake up in the morning because you're like, eh, I don't want to do my to-do list for tomorrow. I'll just do it. <coughs> Fuck. <laughs> You're dying. <coughs> Sorry. I love fudge. that mid fuck cough. <laughs> Do you even have water in there? There's a drop. Uh. <laughs> you should get water. Anyways, I'm going to try to get finish this thought. So you don't listen to my advice. You say I'm going to make it tomorrow morning. So it's now tomorrow morning. You know you got to mow that lawn. You know you got to go grocery shopping. And you know you should unpack your suitcase. However, today you was emotional about these decisions. Yesterday you was logical. Today, today you, you was emotional. ran out of coffee, didn't have your coffee. Yep. So today you goes to make your to-do list and you're like, well, hmm, I don't really want to unpack my suitcase. So what if I decide to reorganize my bathroom? That sounds fun. And also, maybe I'll just turn Netflix on and rewatch the entire first season of Bridgerton. And also, I'm gonna take a shower and get pretty because that sounds fun. So, I don't want to mow the yard because it's kind of hot outside. And I should have done it at 8 o'clock this morning. But I didn't plan for that. And now this it's is good. 90 degrees. So, I'm not going to actually do that today. I'll do it tomorrow maybe. And I don't want to go to the store because I also am out of gas. And that just sounds like a lot of work. So let's just organize the bathroom and watch Bridgerton. So you didn't do any of the shit you needed to do. And then you still have more things piling up every single yes, day. Yes, more things are being added. Yeah. Like you ran out of coffee, but you didn't go to the store. Like you should have gone to the store. And now two days, no coffee. Yeah. No, that's definitely something that, that I can... I told... Sterling's down here. Hey, no volume. So if you're going to watch, turn it all the way down. Oh, dad. He's like dad life. Um, Lara has started doing a task. Like I do really well off of lists. Like there's something so satisfying about crossing it off. And I've noticed a difference in me doing my list the night before versus the day of. Because then there's always the time on the day of where I'm like, well, shit, I don't know what to do. And then you get distracted because you're like, oh, well, I guess I'll just do this. And then you end up doing Your things. Your brain will create shit. You end up like, doing things you didn't want to do or need to do. And yes, then you don't get to the things you need to do. Exactly. I, I read somewhere that the most successful people in the world do this. They make their list before the day, you know, like the day before. How do you feel about when you get that list done, work's done? Exactly. Like, Otherwise, and, and you go and, all day long. And there's oh no gosh, more adding yes. to the list. Like, yes. you did what you wanted to do. So if that took you three hours, you are done. There's yes. no... Well, wow, I finished that pretty early. Like, let me go ahead and start doing other stuff. Like, this is what Lara and I have talked about. She wants to know what I'm doing. Partially, number one, she's, she's just curious. But then another reason, too, to hold me accountable to not doing other things. Mm -hmm. There will never 
there is always another task to do as a business owner. Always. Mm -hmm. You can always find something. And if you don't designate what you're going to do, you're just going to keep adding to it and adding to it, Mm -hmm. furthering the not spending time with your family. In my case, in my case, Mm -hmm. that's what ends up happening. So if I get my work done in a five-hour day, that means I had a five-hour day. Amazing. That's Mm -hmm. great. And then I can go do whatever we want to do. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. The day is, the rest of the day is mine. So mm-hmm. I, I love this concept. I think it's so important to reward yourself. Like, you got your shit done. You did your yes. stuff. Yes. Like, Who cares if it didn't take eight hours? Go watch Bridgerton also, now. Now yeah. you're done. Yeah. Or like, you're like, okay, now I'm looking at my long to-do list. That's another thing that they say is like, you have your running to-do list, but like never look at your running to-do list because you're going to pick the easiest crap. So like... Look at your running to-do list the night before. Put the shit that needs to get done at the top. Like make or on a different sheet of paper better yet. And it's just three to five things. He literally is like, do not do more than five things in a day. Like big things. And if you finish your three things, you now have time that like you're like, well, I'm still like feeling pretty good. So I'm going to knock off a couple random things that I've been putting off or been wanting to do. So like just holding yourself to the standard that you would hold other people. Like we let ourselves down consistently and break promises to ourselves consistently. Like would, would you ever break a promise to me? No. But would you break a promise to yourself daily? Yeah. Oh, and that's so, that's so crazy. We were just talking, I don't know if I already said this, but it's like we, you know, for me, I love not having a boss. Because it's like I've had some really shitty bosses in the past, but I am a mm-hmm. shitty boss to myself sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not kind to myself. I, I, <laughs> I'm I, just not a good boss to myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I do have another question, and I don't know if you want to get into this or the time has passed, but you had mentioned, <coughs> and I'm coughing too, you had mentioned going on vacation and not feeling like you could post about your vacation. <sighs> Wait, yeah. Do you, do you I think I sent you this, this in a voice memo. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I, I think, totally talked about this. I think this. there's some stuff here with that that has to do with this like mindset of like hustle work, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I feel a lot of guilt when I go on vacation. I feel a lot of guilt when, and I'm going to let myself free of this, but I'd, like that's my goal now i'm still not gossiping in 2021 there you go hell yeah but now this is another goal i'm going to not feel ashamed for living my life and i for like being a business owner like you've got to post you've got to like stay active and i haven't i've fallen off the face of the planet with social media because i felt so guilty for anyone waiting for anything from me I felt so guilty that I wasn't being the perfect version of the business owner that I thought I should be and that perfect business owner wouldn't go on vacation like that perfect business owner has everything done but like in reality does anybody ever have anything done like everything done so the that part of me is like you don't have it all done people are watching you you cannot post because the second you post they're wondering why you're not responding to them or which that actually that wasn't the case but that's a thought that I get a lot like in my brain is if somebody has emailed let's say and it's not time sensitive or like I'm planning on getting to it when I get home and 
like whatever. Like my anxiety is pretty bad about that. But in this, this like new plan that we have within our business because of this book is so going to fix all of that. However, I can't post because they're just going to be like, why is she on her honeymoon with her husband? Like, or even like she on should a, be doing this. Yeah. So even if it's just like, let's say Justin asks you, Hey babe, it's really good. It's a really nice day outside. Do you want to go to the zoo? And you're like, you know what? Yeah, let's go to the zoo. And you're posting. It's it's noon. You guys went at noon, you know, or or let's say it's uh, 10 a.m. You guys were there and you're at the zoo and you're sharing stories and Justin's feeding a giraffe and this and that. And you're worried that a bride's going to be like, huh, you got time to go to the zoo, but you don't have time to email me back. Or, exactly. you know, you're or over here looking at rhinos and you haven't edited my wedding yet. Yeah. Like that whole thing. Now, that like makes me cringe on the inside because like you literally are saying the words that were very hard for me to say because I didn't say them. But yes, that's but exactly what it feels like. That That's what, what it's like. Yet, most of our couples adore us and they would never think that. I'm not saying, you know, within reason, you know, let's say you're still within the time frame. Oh, they said eight weeks. Okay, gotcha. We're on week four. Most of our couples adore us and know like we have lives and we have things that, you know, we're doing. And and honestly, by not doing these things, by not taking time for ourselves, by not being random and taking time to sniff the roses, and if Lara's like, hey, do you, you know, Andrew's here, he's gonna, which is my brother, do you want to go have lunch at the Monarch today? And I'm like, yeah, let's go do that. And I'd say it's, I'm taking an early lunch. It's, it's fine. By not taking these little mini refreshers throughout my day, it's actually going to cause me to it's going to affect my work in a negative way and it's going to affect mm-hmm. my ability to stay on track, to stay focused, kind of even enjoy my life. Whereas if I'm taking these breaks and I'm enjoying our life because we're giving energy to the things that we want to get energy to, we're going to flourish and we're going to get our crap done. Um, not because we have less time, but because we're going to operate into the time that we've designated to kind of have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like l- literally speaking to my soul on what, I consistently need to like be reminded of because I literally didn't post for like a solid week until I was finally like, I feel like I should say where I'm at, but I feel bad for saying that I'm across the country because I feel bad about it. And then I was like, you know what? No, like you're on your little work honeymoon combo and you can share about it. You can share that you're in Georgia. You can share that you're in Savannah. You're in Nashville. You're in Atlanta. You just saw your best friend of 21 years that you haven't seen in four years yeah freaking share about it if you want to and I was so scared like I was like that's like that's what it feels like it's scary like and that's awful that it's so scary so that's when I realized I don't like my life like something's got to change you don't like feeling these feelings that like I can't even share about what I'm doing because I have this fear about some valid and some probably Mm -hmm. I don't want to say they're invalid because I think all fears to some extent are, are valid, but mm-hmm. like it, it, these things can get to a point to where they move beyond like a healthy thinking about them into like a, wow, these are consuming our thoughts. Yes. These are inducing depressions or anxiety or, or all of these other things. Like mm-hmm. what would it do? And I know we're kind of focused on you right now and you can 100% flip it on me if you want to. I like, know, literally. You can flip it on me. But like, gosh, what would it do for your marriage to be able to let go of some of that to where like you are operating 
in this space that you want to? Like you guys have talked, you want to implement this for our work week. What would that do to have so much time back for you to be able to, you know, give the time to Justin that you want to start? Didn't you say you wanted to garden or like do your lawn stuff? Yes. Yes. We keep talking about doing our lawn. I'm like very excited. I want it to be a place that I can go escape to. We bought an acre. Like I want to be able to use my acre. How much happier would you be? world and I think I would be I would operate more efficiently and effectively because I'm not like I'm not feeling like I'm burning the candle at both ends but also like I know this is like I am switching this back on you but I know this is something that you deal with in your home yeah where like your wife is like Chris where are you yeah like spend okay so how has that been because you've you've implemented this at least for days yeah since I saw now, your little TED Talk and coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, Lara, and we even talked about, Lara, I had Lara on and we did like a, uh, like a Q&A, like marriage thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she talked about was us feeling like we were roommates, like when we first got married. And a lot of that has to do with kind of my personality. Like I'm a very, I want to do all the things all of the time, like everything, uh, and so with work, I have this obsessive work personality, but it's like the most inefficient. <laughs> like, it's like, I always feel like I should be working, but a lot of times I'm very inefficient. So she would use the phrase, well, when are you going to come out of your hole? Which means you've been in the basement for a long time. It would be great to have you come up. And now it's even gotten harder because, you know, our kids are six and four. They're pretty self-reliant mm-hmm. like they can get their own water they can get their snacks and all that kind of stuff like they really don't need us for much except emotional like they want to spend time with us that kind of thing but mm-hmm. they're they're pretty good now we just got a puppy so that puppy needs everything from us we need to keep our eyes off of him when he's outside of the crate it's a lot of mental energy we're potty potty training all of that stuff like there's so much that goes into it like now she's like hey i need a break like, I need a break from the dog. <laughs> like, can you come up, do this, this, this? And so we got to a point where it's like, no, we, we need change. It's not like we just arrived. Lara's vocalizing, we need to change something. Something's not working. Something's not good. And so I think this is when we started having these conversations because it is hard for me to balance work and home life. And I think the big thing for me came from having a couple, couple conversations, one of them with Jason, to where I just realized the gift that I've been given, like I'm going to use the word blessing, like we are very blessed to have the life that we have. You know, Jason's saying all of these things that he desires. Another one that he has is like, man, I wish I could, it, it would be easier for me and I wouldn't have to wake up super early to go work out and then I could have time to make my meals. Literally, Lara and I want to prioritize our health and we want to lose, I need to drop, honestly, actually, I need to drop like 65 pounds. Like I need to drop some weight, like really bad like for health reasons. Uh, And so we have every opportunity to do that. Like Mm -hmm. I have, we can make meals every day. Lara and I can take turns watching the kids, but we haven't done it yet. And a lot of that is Mm -hmm. just on me being comfortable and not wanting to to stretch myself because getting up early is uncomfortable. Working out is uncomfortable and, and all of these things. So now I know I'm kind of on a tangent, but I think that we have just gotten to a place where it's like, all right, we are going to start making a task list. 
we're going to start making our task list the day before and I'm going to prioritize. So for me, where we've kind of landed is I'm going to start working at one unless we're podcasting. Um, I'm going to start my work day kind of at one. And when I'm awake, you know, we're getting up with our dog around eight. We're not going to feel pressure to get up earlier than that. If he's sleeping until eight, we're going to sleep in and we're going to get up. We're going to have coffee together. We're going to feed the kids breakfast. We're probably going to pick up and clean. Uh, we're going to do our kids homeschooling because that's something that suffered like their education, but really everyone's education has suffered this year. So it's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, -hmm. we'll we'll catch up. We'll be fine, but we're going to prioritize that. And then we're going to go on a family walk or we're going to spend some sort of time together. Like intentional, intentional, fun time. And then I can get to my work stuff and then I can carve out four or five hours. And if I need to do more later, I can wait till the kids are asleep. But for us, that's how we want to operate our days now so that it's easier for Lara. Like she doesn't feel like she's alone, you know, throughout the day with the kids and the dog. Like I'm, I'm present and I wouldn't want to be in her shoes if the roles were reversed. So, yeah, but I think you have to have a partner who's willing, like I'm sure you and Justin have had conversations like this too, to where you're like, something's clunky. How can we fix this? Like you should be able to have these conversations with your spouse. Like, Hey, listen, I'm not trying to upset you. Like, I don't want to hurt you, but this isn't working for me. And we need to figure out a way to where this can Mm -hmm. not be clunky. A poor thing has this conversation with me at least monthly. Like Ashley, this isn't working. Ashley, this is not working. And he's like, how many times do we have to have this conversation before? Like it clicks. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm tired. I also have things that I have to do. I have been cooking for us. I have like this, that, the other. And I, I always think that I'm changing it and I'm not changing it enough. And like he has always said to me, and I've said this before on the podcast that like he feels like an accessory to my life and he's felt this way for years, like years that he doesn't feel like a priority in my life. And he feels like my business is my priority and like that he is not. And so the fact that my husband feels this way and then I feel like my business feels like it's not the top priority. So it feels like you're losing in two areas where you're trying to give the most time to one where it should be winning. Yes. Neither of them are winning. I totally resonate with that. One of them that needs to win, the one that needs to win is my husband. And yet I'm giving all of my time to my business and I still feel like I'm like, I'm on a treadmill trying to get the de- to the destination, but the treadmill obviously isn't moving. And like the, my destination is like still equally as far away and I'm giving all of my time to it. And energy, like you're expend, you're ex- like, ex- what's the word? Expending? Expending, Expending yeah. loads of energy on that treadmill to get nowhere closer nowhere. to your destination. Nowhere closer. Like it's just like the a never ending to-do list. Like there's always going to be something else to do. There's always going to be a fire to put out. There's always going to be someone to serve. And I got into this business because I love it. And I don't want it to run me dry. And like, so I think your original question about my marriage, like if I'm able to live a life that like I've created and the reason I got into this business in the first place was to create a life I live and do something that I love. I have to put my life first or else I'm burning the candle at both ends and getting no reward. So how does this differ from the culture that we live in? Cause I think some of this has to do with American culture, like busy, busy, go, go, go. 
Like mm-hmm. so many people would say, you put your career first, you have time for your family in the evening. We've chosen mm-hmm. our lives to like, you know, we have things that we want to do in our life. You have things that you want to do in your life, but it feels like you and I are coming and Jason and several other people that I've talked to are start, kind of all coming to this conclusion. And it's like, you know what? I don't have to do it that way because everyone else does it that way and they can do it whatever way they want to, but that way is not working for us. So we mm-hmm. are going to find a way that works for us that allows us to live out our why. Like you are, you don't live to work. I don't want to live to work. I want to live to live. And working mm-hmm. helps me live and, and do the things that I want to do. But I don't want to just w- imagine spending 60 years of your life so that you can enjoy the last 15 of your life. Nah, I'm not about that. I don't want that. I want to be able to do both now. I want to do significant things in my life now that leave a mark like bridal breakdown, like starting other businesses, like impacting couples. But I also want to enjoy my wife and my kids and my dog and my brother and my family and my friends. Like I can do both of those, but not if I'm giving 80% of my energy to my job and 20% to my loved ones. Mm-hmm. You've got to read gonna this work. book, dude. What's that? You've got to read this book. I'm going to. I'm going to. Like he even talks 80-20, like the 80-20 principle that you talk about a lot. Like it's, yeah, it's incredible. No, seriously, though. I'm like extraordinarily mind blown at how much everything that you're saying literally feels like it's hitting my heart. And so like the fact that people you're talking to, including your uncle Jason, like that we're all going through this. I don't know what's happening in the world and why we're all feeling this the same way, but like it's we crazy. Are. It feels like some crazy connected phenomenon type thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of eerie yeah. in a way, but in a cool way. Like, well, especially because we hadn't talked in weeks, and I'm I like, know. Chris, I have nothing to talk. About. Like, I don't know what to talk about in the wedding industry because I've been so removed. And you're like, dude, like, same. Uh, this is what I'm where I'm at. And I'm like, oh my god, no way. This is also where I'm at. But like with American culture, it is all about the grind. I feel like it's a lot about like, what can I buy? What thing? Like, so you have to be able to afford your lifestyle. But like, they also say that if you're making more money your lifestyle actually doesn't really like you expand your I lifestyle would imagine to that law what was it Par- parkinson's law parkinson's law i bet that is the same with your money like i bet that totally translates over yeah yeah it does i bet like it's kind of like the same concept like right however much you're going to stretch that to the brim and i so, also like, have to give this little life update money. while we're talking about money um we, our family has decided, like, since you've been gone, I, well, actually, no, it's probably been like three weeks ago. Uh, our family has really gotten very serious about debt and wanting to kick debt in the pee-pee and, like, get rid of it mm-hmm. and be done with it. Um, but not just Lara and I, like, the whole Cerna family. Like, I told you I was going to have a meeting with my, yeah. my parents. So me, uh, my three brothers, my mom, dad, and sister have been getting on zoom calls weekly to hold each other accountable with finances, to talk finances, to talk debt. And it's been three weeks. We've already paid off like 10 grand worth of debt. Um, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And we've, we only have one, like we've paid off. We took our stimulus and threw it 90% of it to debt. Um, Mm -hmm. so we only have like five grand left to tackle. Like we didn't have a ton. I mean, obviously we still have our car, but Mm -hmm. I'm talking, we're talking like credit card debt. Um, but it's just been really cool to see us like, okay, 
this is something that we desire. What are the steps that we're going to take? What's the plan? This isn't working. This isn't helping us live the life that we want to live. Like, hmm. how can us tackling this debt? And it's been so cool. Like, I've seen my dad, who's 50. He's a young guy. I mean, I'm 30. My dad's 50. Um, I've seen him have new life in him. Like, we have a, a group chat that has that we have going on where everyone's texting like, hey, we just paid off five, 500 more dollars to the Best Buy card. Oh, we just paid off Home Depot. Oh, we just did this. And it's just like, my dad is like obsessed with knocking this debt out, even so much so to where we're gonna, we were going to have a card to where some interest, like 25% interest is going to hit in June. So we have like two months to pay it off. And it's, I mean, it's like four grand that we got to take out. And it's like, nah, I don't know where that's going to come from, but we've worked a plan. We've cut out um, subscriptions. We've snowballed, like we're snowballing the debt, rolling it over and stuff yep. like that. And my dad's like, Love hey, Dave listen, Ramsey. I just want you to know, like whatever you guys don't make, like we got it. We're going to cover it. So our, our whole family has even we're all in on like, once we pay our debt off, we're going to take the additional $500 and we're going to start throwing it towards our family's debt and really Mm -hmm. taking care of it. And so it's just really cool to see us operating as a family to achieve the things that we want to achieve. And afterwards we're going to take a badass vacation because we earned it, you know, like did it, you all did it. We did it. And then we're going to start tackling cars, you know, like the big things, but it, it's just really cool. I think this is a little relevant because guys, you can have the life that you want to have but not if you don't give it intentional um, attention. Like you have to yeah. focus on it. And I think I think a good first question, we're like, we're gonna try to make this relatable now to anyone listening. A good first question to ask yourself would be, are you living the life that you want to live? Are you Do happy? Do you like your life? And then if you're like, I'm good, ask your spouse and, and, and give them and, and prepare yourself to not take it personally if they say no. That doesn't mean that it's a 100%, like just because they say no doesn't mean that they hate you and that they want right. out of the marriage. That's not what no. that means. Oh, oh no, it does not. My husband is literally king of being like, I don't like this life we're living. He likes it right now, but his dream is like, he is obsessed with disc golf, like obsessed with disc golf. He loves it so much. It's all he watches on YouTube and like disc golf tournaments and stuff but he wants to travel in a camper van and play disc golf tournaments like that's what he wants his life to be and so as weird as that is for me and like not at all what I want to do it's like also his dream that we should try to figure out how he can like live out some of it because like that's an it's an extreme dream and it's very different from the life that we currently live but there's you, you can learn a lot about them and like, how can you make their life that they, that you currently have? Like how can it, maybe it's traveling. Maybe it like they wish they were traveling more and maybe that means a, you're going to figure out how to budget a road trip or maybe you're like, we do travel. We always go to see my family. Oh, and that's not a vacation. Lara's told me that so many times. Not a vacation <laughs> for them. And so maybe that means you need to just do something together, not going to see family and staying at a hotel. And if that's not in the budget, maybe you learn to love camping. Right. Totally. Totally. But guys, the first step, you got to ask yourself this question and allow yourself to like feel the full emotions that come with that. You might Mm -hmm. have a mini breakdown realizing like, oh my God, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. 
you can experience the full scope of those emotions. That is okay. And probably you probably need to. Mm-hmm. And then I would do some serious, serious thinking as to like, well, what is it? Is it my marriage? No, that's great. I love that guy. Is it my job? Actually, I really love my job. Is it uh, how I spend my time at home? Yeah, that's what it is. It's the time at home. Like, da 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 this and that. There's no connection. You know, whatever it might be. Like, you guys can workshop that together and you can hear why you're not happy, why they're not happy. And then you can create the life that you want. Because guys, I'm telling you, there is so much more to life than working a nine to five, clocking in every day, and then coming home and, and having dinner and rinse and repeating the next day. There's yep. so much more to life. That does not have to be your story. You you change the narrative though. You flip the script on that. That's on, that's on you and your spouse, or if you're single, that's on you. You can take the ball into your own hands. What do you? That was good. <laughs> like that was just, I'm like, wow, that's a good ender. I Is want people to ender? be happy, man. I really do. I feel like that's like your passion. It is. And it, but, but it comes through like it comes th- because so many people aren't. So many people aren't happy. Obviously, I'm not happy. Like I'm not happy with my life. I'm getting happy though. Like making this decision. So this is wild. Making this decision to get this book, honestly. Like I realized I didn't like my life. I was like, how can I fix it? What's my problem? And I'm like, okay, maybe it's like time management because why is this taking me so long? Why does this take me so long? Why do I get so distracted? What's wrong? And so I got inspired to buy a book and I'd heard people talk about four hour work week and I'm like four hour work week. What? And you take it with a grain of salt. Like I'm not expecting myself to live a four hour work week. I work a wedding and that's 10 hours alone. Like I'm I'm already, I've already busted the pipes on that, but it inspired me to make a change. And it's just even like putting this change into action and talking about it and being excited about it. And like thinking about now that this is happening and I can see the shift, I'm excited to like mow my lawn. Like I'm not kidding. My lawn needs mowed. I've been gone. And I'm like excited because I feel like I've created a schedule in a way that I can go out and mow my damn lawn. And like, so maybe that just means find your inspiration, whatever that is for you. Maybe it's reading the four hour work week, or maybe it's picking up this podcast or maybe it's going on a walk or taking a little vacation. Also, that was awesome, by the way, going to Savannah, Georgia, the prettiest city in the country. Like actually, I think it's the actual prettiest city in the country and realizing like maybe I would find a lot of happiness bringing like painting the trim in my house because I realized that it's like super busy and I just want it to be white and clean. And like, maybe that would make me feel more like this is an oasis or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I dig it. I'm here for it. I know that this episode is a little different in terms of just like, you know, we're talking a lot about ourselves, but I really hope that it's, it's been valuable for people. And I hope that if anything, it's inspired. Yeah, I've ho- I'm hoping that it's inspired and given people permission to dream um, because you should dream. You should never stop dreaming. Like you can have the life you want. I just said that, but it's your life. If you're not happy, you can change it. And so ask yourself that question. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. 
So if you are someone who is like trying to process through this or this is like impacted you in a way or you're just like, yes, 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 everything you guys are saying, yes, like shoot us a message, let us know. Like we talked about this earlier, but it gives us so much life and so much joy and like fuel to continue this podcasting journey to hear from you guys and to hear from listeners. I know we've been a little quiet. We've gotten a little silent on social media. That's literally just because life has happened. You know, life has gone on. Everything I'm sure there's going to be about. ebbs and flows in our social media presence, but know that uh, we want to connect with you guys. I think, I think things are going to s- settle down for you know the next few months, and then they're probably going to pick up again. And it, that's okay. That's just how it's going to be. But right now, uh, hit us up. Let us know what you guys are thinking. If you love us and don't hate us, leave us a review on iTunes and um, follow us on Instagram at the Bridal Breakdown. You got anything else you want to add? I don't. Just um, also picking, not piggybacking, but going back to the in the middle of the episode. Uh, please send us like feedback not even on this episode but all the things we talked about earlier send us all of your thoughts on this so we can craft the podcast that you want to hear that's all that's it that's all we got guys let us know what you thought about this episode we will talk to you very soon have a great day